Giving boss chick. Hey, hey there, Speak Life family. Welcome to yet another installment of Church Girl Summer. Yes, I know I'm talking to all of my women boss chicks. I know you guys are out there doing your thing, understanding the assignment, executing with excellence, precision. You know what? Let's just get right into it. Here it is. It's given. It's given week eight. Our verse comes from Esther chapter four, verses 12 through 17 in the New International Version. And there you'll find these words recorded. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. The word of God for the people of God. The lyric, the word, our devotion. So it's definitely giving boss chick. When I read this text, I just have to conclude Esther was running the show. She understood the assignment. The assignment was a hot song which trended on social media and girl talk conversation everywhere. It was a popular hashtag slang term which gives its stamp of approval on someone's actions, apparel, or overall ambiance of presentation. It is a way to praise someone for going above and beyond doing a good job especially when they do it like a boss. You see, Esther isn't the only boss here. You too, my sister, are a boss. You have been given an assignment, and it's nothing average about it. For the most part, you know the story. The poor peasant girl that became the Persian queen. King Xerxes had a party, parading around his power, proclaiming war on Greece. Now, this wasn't your average party. This celebration lasted for six months. Wine poured like water, laughter, libations, and live entertainment. King Xerxes wanted to show off his bride, his boo. Beautiful was an understatement to describe Queen Vashti, and the king had summoned for her. He and the other officials had been drinking for seven days straight, and Queen Vashti threw her own party in the palace for her and the women guests. Knowing that she shouldn't be in the company of just men to gawk and stare and to use her as entertainment, Queen Vashti, rightfully so, refused to go. Xerxes' temper flared. Embarrassed by her betrayal, he banned her from his presence, therefore needing to replace the king. In comes Esther to the beauty pageant, the poor, exiled, orphan Jewish girl raised by her cousin Mordecai, who caught the eye of the king. 
Her beauty was so amazing, so astonishing, the king adored her. Xerxes gave her a banquet, crowned Esther queen, and even gave her a holiday. One day, as her cousin Mordecai sat by the gate of the Persian palace, he overheard the eunuchs plotting to kill the king. Mordecai told Esther, who told the king to have the eunuchs killed. Sidebar, definitely have to watch who you keep in your circle, you know what I mean? Later, Xerxes promoted Haman as the highest official in the kingdom next to the king. He ordered the empire to bow down to Haman, yet Mordecai refused. Mordecai was a devout Jew, loyal only to revere God. When Haman received word of Mordecai's refusal, he ordered all of the Jews to be massacred and exiled. The Jews wept, wailed, and prayed. When Esther got word of Haman's orders, Mordecai sent a message warning her. Don't think that you'll be spared because you're in the palace. You too are a Jew and they're coming for you. This is the point when Esther knew what she had to do. It was time to boss up. It was up to her to save her people. She was positioned in the palace for this very purpose. My sisters and my brothers, let us pause and reflect on our assignment. Why are you here today? How did you get here? What are you doing here? Just how are you using your position of power to persuade change? Is it merely a popularity contest, a campaign for your own gain, or to strive and to do things that are worthwhile? What is your assignment? Don't get it twisted. We want the title, the position, the power, your name and print, the honor, the privileges. But it comes with great cost, great work and great humility. Our children, our families, our friends, the world is stressed and overwhelmed and needs help. It's given. There's work to do. Esther understood the assignment. In understanding the assignment, Esther knew her next step was to kneel down and pray. Esther prayed and fasted. Esther was a leader in her own right, totally given boss chick. Although she was the queen of Persia, she was a pioneer for her people. Esther identified the problem, prayed and got a plan together and therefore prevailed. And Esther did not go alone. She got her people together and went to God. When we're going through life, our people persecuted, presented with painful predicaments. Sometimes we just have to pause and pray. Esther kneeled, not before the king of the empire, but to the king over everything. She went to God in prayer. Esther knew how to direct her prayers and praises. She knew how to weep with her people and how to petition God. And it wasn't as trivial as Lord help us. Esther did what she had to do to get the Lord's attention. Esther called a fast for three days and knelt before the Lord. Sometimes our problems are the pathway to our prize if we are persistent in prayer. Sometimes it means shutting it all down and turning it over to the Lord. Don't pick it up. Don't try to handle it yourself. Don't talk to him in passing. But like Esther, get to the feet of the Savior and pray. Esther bossed up. She understood the assignment, knelt in prayer, and her attitude accomplished her goal. She gives Mordecai the plan for the people and then takes a posture of persistence. Esther's attitude pushed her to achieve. She came up with the plan, put on her baddest dress and requested the king at dinner. She was so beautiful. Xerxes told her that she could have anything she wanted, even half his kingdom. 
Again, the next night she took him to dinner, both times with Haman present. Haman thought that he was special, having dinner and keeping company with the king and queen. However, Esther's plan was to out him, to tell the king that Haman was after the life of Mordecai and the Jews, even though Mordecai had saved the king's life. When King Xerxes verified Haman's plot, he had him killed on the very gallows that he built to hang Mordecai. That same day, Esther was granted all of Haman's estate. She appointed Mordecai over it all, and he was granted the signet ring of the king. Their people were saved and granted the authority to defend and kill anyone who was to try and annihilate them. Esther's attitude to approach the king saved her life. It saved her people, and she was willing to die. She said, if I perish, I perish. However, in her attitude to approach the king, Esther found grace. Esther and her people were granted grace and favor from the king. Don't miss it, my sisters and my brothers. Sometimes life requires us to stand up for what's right and just. Stand up trusting God. Stand up with no fear. Laying it all on the line. Relying on God to pull you through. And then when you have the attitude to approach the king, know that grace is waiting for you. Thank God for the grace to be used by him. Thank God for the grace and dignity of visionaries that he has blessed us with. Thank God for the grace and the integrity of those who came before us. Thank God for his grace that has kept us, that has protected us from danger seen and unseen. The grace that motivates us, that pushes us. Thank God for his grace, the grace that forgives us, that loves us, that covers us. Thank God for his grace that completes us, that blesses us. The grace that gave us you, the grace that gave us me, the grace that gave us Esther and all of the stars in faith. Thank you, God, for life. It's given ridiculous grace. Let us pray our chorus, our prayer. Thank you, Father, that you use us for your glory. Thank you, Father, that you charge us to help your children, to love our community, to save our cities. Thank you that it doesn't matter our status, whether poor, promiscuous, or in pain. You give us grace to boss up and fulfill your promise. Thank you that we are fully known and loved by you. Thank you that you won't let go no matter what we do. Thank you for giving us ridiculous grace. We love you. We praise you. Amen. The bridge, how do we make the connection? How do we make this come alive in our life? Here are the questions to ponder, to reflect upon. How can I boss up and give back to my church, my community, and my city? My sisters and my brothers, may God keep you. May God bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And we'll see you next week. And always remember, speak light. <laughs>